0: From Business Republic Media, this is Webinar Ninja, a podcast about how to teach, present, sell, and communicate effectively with your audience using webinars. If you're just joining us now, Webinar Ninja is the name of this podcast, but it's also the name of the webinar platform we're building with the purpose of cleaning up the world of webinars. Let's be honest, webinars have a bad rep. They're associated with scammy internet marketing tactics and aggressive sales pitches masquerading as workshops. My partner Nicole and I are hoping we can help others use webinars in an ethical, more constructive and effective way. This is not to say you shouldn't use webinars to sell, but content marketing is one thing and sales conversions is another. Later in this episode, we'll be sharing a completely different approach when using webinars as a sales tool. This is really going to blow your mind wide open. This is not an exaggeration. It did when I learned it. In our last episode, we left off asking the question, what makes a great teacher? How do you become one? Being an effective teacher is really what makes you an effective webinar host. I can't stress how important this is. I've been an educator for over 14 years. I have a master's in education and was a teacher trainer for over half a decade. So I know a great teacher when I see one. Back in September of 2014, I attended a two-day live workshop, like in the real world, in real life. It was called Heroic Public Speaking. It was a program taught by New York Times best-selling author Michael Port and professional acting teacher and Yale graduate Amy Mead, both exceptional teachers. I got to know Michael Port as a friend over the last six months and attended his webinars. Actually, I was stalking him. Not because of his beautifully shaved head, but because I knew he was a great teacher. I knew at the moment I saw him, I wanted to see how he ran his webinars and how he separated his content from sales. I hopped on a call with Michael to ask him the question of the hour What makes a great teacher?
1: Well, first of all, I think loving teaching is incredibly important. And that may seem obvious, but I think there's a slight but a significant difference between loving your subject matter and loving teaching. Mm-hmm. So fortunately, I love both. I love my subject matter and I love teaching. And the combination is very, very important. I see, I see the individual. And I think that's very important for a teacher to see each individual student as unique and special and gifted in their own way rather than seeing an entire class and teaching just to the class. So focusing on being able to teach to an entire group but also make it as unique to each individual as possible is something that I try to focus on. Additionally, I don't believe there's any one way to do the thing that you want to do. So I believe in many different styles of uh, certainly of, of teaching. But uh, if I'm teaching public speaking, for example, I believe in lots of different styles of public speaking and different methodology for learning it. And so I, I think that if you, if, you, if you see a teacher that believes there's one way to do the thing that they're teaching you, then run. Just run for the hills because I think a great teacher encourages his or her student to explore lots of different paths and lots of different ways of thinking and ways of being. And I really try to do that, especially when I'm tre- teaching something that has an artistic component.
0: In our discussion, I asked Michael how to stay focused when there are disruptions.
1: You have to have control over your
0: room on a webinar. If you've done webinars before, you'll know you're going to get some haters, people that are disrupting your learning environment. How do you set the tone and keep control over your group so they can stay on target? I asked Michael how he handles those less-than-productive members of his webinars.
1: Right from the beginning, I would always set the... I set expectations very clearly at the beginning of a class. So here are the rules and, you know, and here are the expectations I have for you and these are the expectations you should have for me and I will adhere to uh, to those and I ask you to adhere to the same because it's a privilege for me to be here serving you and it's a privilege for you to be here participating. So if I don't like your behavior, I'll just drop you. Now you say this with grace and charm, and you know, uh, and a sense of humor. But I don't think that people ha- that th- th- that we as teachers have any obligation to allow somebody to be disruptive inside an environment where we're trying to be in service of people who really care about being positive, uh, supporting each other, and right. learning. So. You know, if I see somebody that's acting up, I'll say, hey, listen, you know, I really like to see uh, a change in, you know, the way that you're interacting here. Uh, and if we don't, then, you know, we'll just drop you off the line. And and I don't think there's any, I mean, I, you know, I, you know, I mean, we did that to somebody and they get really mad at us. How dare you? You have no right to drop me. I said, of course I do. Yes. It's just like on a blog, you have every right to ban somebody from making comments. You know, right. it's not, it's not, it's not there class it's or if
0: somebody's place. just being irate at a live event you have yeah. you know they get them escorted yeah.
1: absolutely yeah. No, no doubt so you know so i just I, I say that because i want teachers you know who the folks who are teaching these webinars etc you know to feel comfortable that you know that they're in charge that if mm-hmm. they don't want somebody on that you know line anymore then they should feel free uh either not to call on them you know not to give them uh yep. any airtime, or if they need to if that person's disrupted just to drop them
0: this next part with michael You're going to want to listen to it more than once. I ask him how he balances teaching and selling. You need to provide great value to your audience in your lesson. But you also want to make sure that the audience knows you have something to offer. How do you do this properly? In my opinion, Michael does this better than anyone I've ever seen do it. Listen up.
1: I try to separate the teaching classes from the sales classes. And of course, a sales uh, a session is not a class per se, but I don't design lesson plans with an intent to sell a particular product or service. Mm-hmm. And I think that many people who use webinars, uh, or do this from the stage for that matter, design their content so it's a, it's a sales presentation but it is, um, it is, is disguised as a content presentation. Mm-hmm. And so I don't do that. And I make it very clear. I say, okay, this is what we're going to do for this. This, this is going to be a teaching, uh, webinar completely 100%. Now, tomorrow at this time, I'm going to do a session, which is just on the program. So if you're interested at all in the program, come to that and, you know, I'll stay on for 60 minutes and I'll tell you what, what we're going to do, what's in it. I'll talk to you about the value of it. I'll talk to you. I'll tell you about the pricing and how you can enroll and all that kind of stuff. So, anybody who comes there, they already have some interest in it and all the expectations are set. They are coming to have me talk to them about uh, joining this uh, program or event. And then it's a really wonderful, easy conversation. And I'm never uncomfortable because I have told them why we're there. And when in, in the and in say if I invite via email or if I put up a, a landing page for it, I say this is specifically to talk about the program. A hundred percent. That's why I'm going to be there. That's why you're going to be there. And if you have questions, you can ask me uh, those questions there. But if it's a teaching mm-hmm. class, teaching webinar, I say I'm going to teach the hundred percent of the time. Or if I decide I say I'm going to teach hundred percent of the time, but in the last ten minutes I'm going to you know let you know what we're doing. Then they know exactly what's going on, and I'm not holding content back because, you know, I want to tease them with something. I just don't believe that I am ever going to be at a loss for what to teach. You know, I could teach 10 free webinars on uh, either, you know, my book, Yourself Solid material or uh, Heroic Public Speaking material. And there's still a million things that they'll learn uh, inside my courses. Right. There's also other reasons that people are coming, uh, you know, say to the courses that I do. So for example, you know, people are going to come to Heroic Public Speaking live so they can experience this work live. That's the point. You know, if they're performers, it's different than listening on a webinar. You get one value on the webinar, you get a different value in person. So uh, even if I talk about the same thing, it's a totally different experience in the other format, in the other medium. So so I take, you know, I take great uh, heart in that. And then this way, I can't tell you how many emails I get from people who are like, thank you so much for being so clear about what's going to be happening in the yeah, webinar. I love so that. They get on these webinars and they say one thing and then it turns out to be something else. You know, and, and again, you know, I think it's, it's we these webinars are an incredible tool for selling your products and services. And we use them for that. We're just really, really clear on on what somebody's going to get when they come to it. And then they are opting in. And that's that's such an important part of building trust and it's such an important part of the sales process is the opt-in to be there mm. rather than, oh, getting them there because, you know, you've got all these bells and whistles that you're selling them on, on why they should be on the call but or on the webinar, but then, you know, ultimately... You know, because you've got them there. Well, now let me see if I can sell them. It's just an entirely different dynamic. And the fact of the matter is, the bar is pretty low in the industry, yeah. unfortunately. Yeah. So you can you can really, um, you know, be in great service of of your uh, students by just simply um, being uh, transparent and honest about what you're there to do.
0: I was so impressed with how well he handles sales in his webinars and how he kept his content the priority of the webinar. And trust me, it doesn't affect his revenue. Michael does seven figures and his conversion rates are pretty incredible. I've been lucky enough to work with Michael and his team when it comes to his webinars. He's actually one of our biggest beta users for our platform Webinar Ninja. It helps to build a better solution when you have a pro like Michael Port giving you feedback. I have a personal message here when it comes to teaching My favorite teacher growing up was my 8th grade history teacher, Mr. Anthony Malera. I'm on the search for him. If you're listening right now and know Mr. Malera from Saraville High School, please email me at contact at businessrepublic.net. I would love to have him as a part of a future episode of Webinar Ninja. I also want to compliment him because he's incredibly hard to find online. I can't find him anywhere. And hopefully with your help, listeners, you can help me find Mr. Malera. In our next episode, I talk about the tech of webinars. We haven't talked about that yet, but it's important. From registration pages to chat software, we're going to get into the nitty-gritty. Look out for that episode in a few days. And guys, if you thought this episode was helpful, we would love to hear about it with an iTunes rating and review. By taking two minutes to drop us an iTunes rating and review, you help support the show and you put a smile on our faces. This episode of Webinar Ninja was produced and edited by Nicole Baldinu. Music is by Dan Mills and Mark Bose. Our content coordinator is Arthur Demain. If you want to learn more about what we're doing at Webinar Ninja, visit WebinarNinja.co. I love it, man. Thank you so much for your time, What's Michael. Uh, sure. You know, I'm, I'm sure that uh, a lot of people are going to learn a ton from this session.
1: I hope so. I just think what you're doing is so fantastic. And if, if you don't mind, let me just say this. I just want everybody to know who's listening that you, you didn't ask me to, to say this. You're, you're probably going to be a little bit embarrassed that I did. This last, this, um, this World Public Speaking uh, immersion program we did over the, over the last four months, we taught live um, webinars uh, twice a week. And I've been, again, I've been doing this for years. I've tried pretty much every webinar platform that's out there. Literally, I've, I've tried almost every webinar platform that's out there, and we started the program using one system that was incredibly expensive. We had to dump it. We then moved over to another system that was also very expensive. We had to dump it, and each one for different reasons. We we wanted to use you know Google Hangouts, but it just you know we have this environment that's private, and we, we couldn't use. Uh, and there was a large number of people, so we had to use uh, Google Hangouts on Air. And then I tried your service and it was absolutely brilliant it changed the entire dynamic of the program and that's it we're we're, we're good to go i mean that's that's our go-to platform from here on in uh, because it's so simple
0: well thanks mike i really appreciate that sure my pleasure all right i all guess right. i'll see you in florida
1: <laughs> <laughs> we'll see you in florida buddy all right man take care okay